Good afternoon. Welcome to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA, here on a Chico winter afternoon. Christmas is behind us, and hopefully next year will be a great year for you, for Chico, for California, for the United States, for everybody. There's always hope at a new year. People start making resolutions. I've got mine. I guess it's no, doesn't need to be a secret. My resolution is to have a, a very good tax season, and help as many people as possible. My business is still getting new clients calling pretty much every day. I suppose the sky's the limit if I wanted to expand and hire a bunch of people. The problem is it's not easy to find real good help these days. It's, it just seems to be harder to find people who want to work. I actually had a appointment scheduled with a new person to possibly do some desk work and they didn't they decided they didn't want to work right now so I don't know how they all do it I'm still working I enjoy working I enjoy helping people I do have my staff set up and covered for the coming tax season so it should be a good one Probably better than last year. I had a uh, personnel issue that slowed me down, so I apologize to any clients who I was a bit slow with last season. Hopefully, you'll be with me this year, and we'll I'll have a much better tax season, back more back to normal. I won't delve into the reasons why this person had such a problem. since I'm not an MD, but that's neither here nor there. I like to start business buzz with local news and then sort of spread out from there. Today I did want to cover one thing first, though, that has to do with IRS rules that I discussed two or three weeks ago on business buzz. And today I actually have good news stemming from the IRS, from an IRS announcement. Now, a few weeks ago I told you about another good news they did. Back in August or so, they decided that since they had been so slow during COVID, they ended up forgiving late filing penalties for the 19 and 20 tax years but you had to file what was late by September 30th of 2022. A couple of clients who we had actually had some lateness over the those two years span, they actually got a refund of those penalties from the IRS. So they, the IRS lived up to their word and they refunded penalties from two years of late filing penalties. That was very nice. What they've done now is I told you a few weeks ago that if you have done any small business using PayPal, Venmo, Cash App, or any of those type of money transferring services on 
your smartphone. The new law was for 2022, you were going to get a form that those companies would send to you and to the IRS called a 1099K, which I believe I had said stands for kick you to the curb. And that would make it to where you would need to put that on your tax return, which would take you out of a simple tax return with one piece of paper. First, I'm going to tell you what they've done. And second, I'm going to tell you the reason why I think they've done it. And it's not because they care about you and me. So what they've done is they have postponed the $600 threshold trigger for that form until a year from now. So it'll be the January of 2024. They'll have everybody send those out for the 2023 calendar year. Now they can still be sending them out now because they probably have the software almost ready to go. My theory of why the IRS is being so nice to us, it's probably that these companies who probably have a direct hotline to somebody in the government, these companies probably told them there's no way we can get this done in time. And the They'd never want to have anybody be late with these things. If people know that there's forms coming to them after January 31, because that would be the due date of these 1099K forms, once taxpayers hear that forms are going to be late, everybody holds off on their filing so they don't file prior to the forms coming. And the IRS loves people filing early because it just keeps their computers from getting backed up in March and April. My theory is, is that these companies told the IRS, there's no way we can do this by January 31. So let's postpone it. And I'm guessing that's what they've done. Now that doesn't mean you won't get one because I got one of these. I told you about this. I got one of these for 2021 because I had sold about four or $5,000 worth of goods on eBay. It's not income. It's selling personal assets that are not business related at all. There's no gain. There's actually a loss, but the loss is not deductible because it's a personal asset. I just sold a few things from my closet during 2021 and they sent me that form in January of 2022, so I had to deal with that. What I'm saying is they may send you this form anyway, but they're not required to. And my theory is the IRS got too much pushback from these companies saying we can't do this by January. So I found that interesting, but overall it is a good thing the IRS did. That's less paper everybody's going to have to deal with. It's less people that are going to have to do a complicated tax return for no reason because they got one of these forms and it was a personal sale of personal items that is not taxable. Now, it would be taxable gain if you sold something for more than you paid. In other words, you might have a personal car that you bought a collector's car 10 years ago and it went up in value. That would be a gain that you should report. But if you're selling clothes out of your closet 
And if you paid $30 for a shirt that you sold for $5, it's technically a loss to you. But since it's a personal item and not a business item, it's a non-deductible loss and you can't use it for your, for your taxes. Another interesting question about income that I was talking to someone about the other day. If you wonder whether something you receive is taxable income or not, there's the main overriding tax code rule since 1913, that wonderful year that I talked about a couple weeks ago with the Titanic and all that involved. The general rule is if you come into anything that increases your wealth, it's taxable unless there's a law that says it isn't taxable. That's your main overriding rule. And the example I used to use in tax class, I didn't invent it, but I used it. If you're walking down the street and you find a $100 bill on the curb and you pick it up and put it in your pocket, that is taxable income. So if you just remember that one visual, you'll know the basic rule. And we could take that a step further. You're walking down the street and you find a diamond ring on the curb and you pick it up and put it in your pocket. Now with a diamond ring, I believe legally you're supposed to take it to the authorities and they'll hold it for you because other than cash, assets like a diamond ring have a legal owner superior to you when you find it. When you find it, you're the inferior owner behind the true owner. I believe the law is you're supposed to turn that into the police they have a special place to inventory it for some period, maybe 60 or 90 days. If nobody claims it and nobody proves they are the rightful owner, then you become the owner. If you were to become the owner of that ring, you would be liable for income tax on the fair market value of the ring on the day you found it. Or maybe on the day it becomes yours legally. I'm not certain. If you keep those two things in mind, you'll always know the general rule for whether something's taxable. And unless there's a rule that says it isn't taxable, it is taxable, and that's their basic rule. Time flies on business, Buzz. Are you having a nice day? A lot of people have the entire week off. I called a person I knew because I have a car being sort of, uh, well, the car isn't worth much now and it's sitting at a repair place and I called them to tell them I'll be in to figure out what I'm going to do with that vehicle. And it turns out they're on vacation for a whole week. I don't blame them. It's a good week to take off. This week with the crazy weather, who knows how that'll be, but it's a good week to take off. I hope everyone had a good Christmas. Hope the children had fun. That's really the main thing about Christmas. 
I know there's been tons of flights being canceled because of the national weather scene. Hopefully you're not involved in that. But if you are, my condolences, because there's a lot of flights being delayed. A lot of people are probably stuck in airports here and there. Not a lot of fun. So I've got time for a bit of local news. Like I say, I do enjoy the Chico ER for local news. Not for any other news. They they might as well just take an AP feed and read it on the air, which is, I think, what they do. But I do enjoy the Chico ER for local news. And it turns out there's a new business that I wasn't even aware of. It's in Orville called Ozone Entertainment. And it has axe-throwing booths. Sounds like it has a lot of games. And it sounds like a lot of fun. And I just made a couple notes. It's on 1726 Montgomery. I can't vouch for how much fun it is, but it looks good on the article that I looked up. It looks like they're open at some time from Fridays to Sundays and then private parties from Mondays through Thursdays. So sounds like a fun place. I don't know where 1726 Montgomery is. I'm guessing it's one of those buildings in the old downtown Orville area that sort of have been empty for a few years, but now I guess they're filling up and hopefully Ozone Entertainment is helping there. I know that place called The Union that has music and food, it seems to be doing pretty well, at least on the weekends. I hope downtown Orville does well because it's a really nice downtown. I'm I'm a fan of old downtowns and old buildings and Orville is one of the better ones for that. I wish it was economically booming because it's a great old downtown. I sort of compare it to Nevada City. Nevada City is more of one long street. Orville's got a nice four block area that have a lot of nice old buildings. Hopefully Downtown Orville can pick up and uh, get get back to where it used to be, which I'm sure was a big heyday in the old days before my time. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Thanks for joining me on Business Buzz. I'll be back with more interesting business factoids. Stay tuned. we call the unchurched often have a very different view than we have. Yeah, man, I believe there's a God and a higher spirit, whatever you want to call it. You can have faith in anything you want. There are many different views on God out there, so we want to be the station where people can tune in and find some real truth presented in a relevant, respectful way. Did you know that about a third of our audience doesn't even go to any church at all? Well, thanks to your financial support of our ministries, we're able to be here with a message for everyone. People who go to church and people who don't. Tell your friends about Life Radio, KKXX, AM and FM. Glenn County Transit Service asks that we take time to remember our troops overseas who can't be with their families as they stand to protect our country. Letters, cards, and care packages help to let them know that we're here and we care. Let's show our support through our prayers as we celebrate this upcoming holiday season. That's from the staff, operators, and families at Glenn County Transit Service in Willows. Call 888-800-7433. That's 888-800-7433. For Glenn County Transit Service, they're on the air because they care. Do you know there are many nations now that do not protect the right to life of innocent human beings? 
and then entire classes of human beings can now be killed. People who have not done anything wrong, but are simply seen as less than human. Human lives that need no longer continue. Listen Saturdays at 6 on KKXX. Welcome back to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. It's a winter day in Chico. I appreciate the fact that you can spend part of your busy day with me. I hope to at least give you some information that's useful. If you use PayPal, Venmo, or any of those, I talked to you about that law being postponed, so that might be useful and helpful. But if you do get one of those, just be careful and make sure you list it somewhere on your tax return so they don't have to send you a letter asking why didn't you list it, which is what they would do. So today, as far as uh, local news, this was an article that I didn't have a chance to talk about. It came out a couple of weeks ago, but I've been dealing with fire victims at my tax office and they're starting to get their money. Uh, some of them started to get it in 2021. Quite a few started to get it in 2022. I just talked to a new client today that I think I can help. And this article is about a Chico man, former Chico man sentenced in a FEMA benefits theft. And I just thought it was interesting that this is a person who conned the FEMA federal money out of uh, the FEMA assistance fund and he wasn't entitled to it. So I just thought that was interesting because I was thinking about the fact that with all that money flying around, there's got to be people who conned the system and got more than they should have. And it does turn out that this person cashed two checks knowing he shouldn't have ever received them. So he got in trouble. Let's see what he got. Um, oh, sentenced to a month in prison. He only got $4,400. So that's that's kind of low-hanging fruit. Hopefully they've, if that's the biggest con artist that got any free money from FEMA that they weren't entitled to, then more power to everybody because that's, that's not a lot of money these days. And of course, I've talked about inflation on Business Buzz ad nauseum, if you've been listening. So $4,400 isn't quite what it used to be. So as far as news of the state and the region, I did find one interesting article that I I couldn't believe when I saw the headline. And it's actually from the Orange County Register, which is Southern California. 
And the title that caught my eye, it's Environmental News. Can West Coast Waves Help Power State Energy Grids? Subtitle, Ocean Energy Could Take Its Place Alongside Solar and Wind in Helping to Decarbonize the Power Grid. A key test is coming soon. So as soon as I thought that, I'm like, okay, here comes another boondoggle. How many millions is our state going to fund some brother-in-laws in the system to investigate this? So let me just skim through here. I'm not, I will not, and this is my opinion, I'm not a scientist. I will not waste 20 minutes reading an article about coastal wave power powering our power grid. I will not spend time on it. I'll let someone else do that and I'll read a I'll read a book report or a synopsis. It says, but a key test for wave energy potential on the West Coast is coming soon. Construction is underway on a site called Pack Wave, seven miles from the shores of Newport, Oregon. The Department of Energy, which is helping to... Here we go. That's what I said. The Department of Energy, which is helping to fund and develop the project with... Oh, get this... Oregon State University says it will be the nation's first accredited, grid-connected, pre-permitted, open water, wave energy test facility. Oh my God. My goodness. I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. As the sun heats the air in different parts of the world at different times, the hot air rises, blah, blah, blah. Wind then moves over the ocean, blah, 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 picking up water along with it, blah, 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 and triggering waves. Okay, I can see, I can see a complete money-stealing boondoggle coming here. Can you, can you smell that one from a mile away? I do. I used to look up to things like institutions like Oregon State University, Stanford University. Uh, I don't anymore. And I, I even have a set of books that my mom bought me when I was a kid called, it was the American, I believe it was the American Heritage Illustrated History of the Presidents. And I used to look through that all the time. I used to really really look up to George Washington and all those guys. And it was really a cool set of books. In fact, I, I actually found that book recently in a, in a box of items and I have it and I, I kept it. It's one of my favorite books as a child and I like them, but I don't worship anybody anymore. As I've told you on Business Buzz, I've read enough over the last 35 years to have completely eliminated any worship syndrome of any of these people. And that's where I'm at now, at this stage in my life. And I definitely don't worship institutions anymore uh, like that. I'm sure some of them are good, but I just choose not to worship them anymore. Uh, I used to, when I was a child, well, child, when I was a teenager, I was a huge music fan, I still am, and I still have a tendency to want to put musicians and people who make songs that I like, I have a tendency to want to put them on a pedestal still, but I kind of catch myself 
And I say, Harold, go ahead and enjoy the music because you enjoy the music, but do not put any of these average human beings who happen to be musicians, don't put them on a pedestal anymore. So I really don't do that anymore. But can you imagine how much money they're going to throw at this wave technology in the ocean? And I'm not a scientist. I don't have all the stats. And you guys who are into solar and wind can tell me all about it. But I don't need to buy it. I don't have to buy it. Uh, I don't have to agree with it. And I don't believe it. So my next article which I will be getting into after the, the next break, because that's coming up fairly shortly here. I can give you the title of it, and I'll let you guess what it's going to be talking about. It's called Global, Global Warming Attributed to CO2 Emissions, a Hoax. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. That'll be interesting. Like I say, I'm not a scientist. I don't play one on television. I'm not an MD. I don't play one on television. But I don't believe that our climate is changing. And I do believe that a lot of people have a lot of vested interest in telling us our client is changing, climate is changing. But I don't believe that it is. And like I say, that's my prerogative. I don't need to believe that. And I don't have to agree with anyone. But I'll get into a little bit of that article after the break. I'm not going to waste a lot of time on it. But to me, it's very interesting. And the reason it's interesting is how many people buy into this stuff without knowing the science either. In other words, I'm not a scientist, but why are these people that I know that her, them and I have the exact same science degree, which is none. Uh, why are they so smart and I'm so stupid? I don't buy into that either. So I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me on Business Buzz. I'll be right back after the break. Don't go anywhere. This message reaches a million people or more every week. Spreading the gospel is more than one voice speaking to a million. It is and must continue to be a million voices, each speaking to one, pointing them to our friend Jesus. The Lutheran Hour with Dr. Michael Ziegler. The Lutheran Hour, Saturday and Sunday at 1.30, here on KKXX. When was the Ice Age? This is Ken Ham, celebrating Christmas at the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum. Yesterday we learned that yes, there was an Ice Age, but only one, not many, like secular scientists suggest. But when was this Ice Age? Well, it was caused by the effects of the global flood of Noah's Day. This flood occurred around 4,300 years ago. So the Ice Age began relatively soon after that and lasted a few hundred years. Interestingly, 
Job, who lived around the time of Abraham, often mentions snow, ice and hail throughout his book. But this isn't weather he would normally see where he lived. Perhaps Job was describing the Ice Age. When we start with the history recorded in God's Word, we can explain what we see in the world. Join us in Northern Kentucky for our free Christmas events at the Ark Encounter and the Creation Museum. Plan your visit at AnswersRadio.com. That's AnswersRadio.com. America, bless God. Fellow Americans, your hearing this admonition establishes that you are one who cares for the America that has been so blessed by Almighty God. We implore you to embrace the laws of nature and of nature's God, to read and know the Constitution. Join with other moral and religious people and organizations to foster the blessings of liberty for ourselves and our posterity. America, bless God. Welcome back to Business Buzz. This is Harold Littlejohn, CPA. Thanks for being here today to listen to hopefully what's at least educational, uh, maybe entertaining. Uh, chances are not, maybe, I don't know. Like I say, I just, I like the fact that a lot of people don't get that alternative viewpoint that they really need to be more objective in their decision-making. And I feel, I mean, I'm not, there's no qualification I've got, but I've been reading alternative news wherever I can for over 30 years. And it's, to me, it's the best thing I ever did. I don't let it obsess. I don't try not to obsess with all this stuff, but I I like to at least hear both sides of every argument before I decide which side I'm going to agree with, not that it matters. It's like Course in Miracles says, would you rather be right or happy? Uh, in, the, in the long run, in the big picture, none of this stuff matters. But on a day-to-day basis, it sure is fun to at least be educated on things that the people in your life may have no clue what they're even talking about. So it's nice to be able to at least open somebody's eyes once in a while. And hopefully, hopefully Business Buzz can do that now and then for a few people. So I'm just going to read part of this article. It comes from a website called OurMidland.com. And it's Uh, It's actually dated a few years back, and it says, Global warming is a hoax, particularly when attributed to CO2 emissions, and the goals of those advocating an anti-fossil fuel agenda are totally ineffective in reducing alleged global warming. If anything, they are destructive of the environment, and they most certainly hurt our economy. So he says... um, There has been no global warming in the past 17 years. This is as of a few years ago. Despite increases in CO2 concentrations, and even the United Nations environmental experts had to admit that there was no relation between any global warming and severe weather occurrences. And he says here, 
it's easy to see why average global temperatures have been at about 0.5 above the average at centigrade. So that's like two, maybe um, 0.5. Multiply by nine-fifths, that's 0.9. That might be one degree above average global temperatures for the last century, for at least the last 17 years, despite increasing concentrations of CO2. So what that article is saying, and you can read that kind of article all day long, like I say, I don't, I don't spend time reading these things line by line because, I mean, it's all out there. You can read what you want. Uh, I'm not trying to become a scientific expert so I can argue with, with my next-door neighbor over global warming. I don't care enough to do that. But I do want to at least read the alternative from the nightly news that tells you one thing and you only get one side and you get it over and over and over. And that's why I like to read alternative viewpoint news so at least I know what the other side is saying, what the other argument is, and whether I need to make up my mind or not. I don't need to. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a legislator. I'm not voting on, well, for instance, what I just talked about a little while ago. I'm not voting on $50 million to the University of uh, Oregon State to measure the wave potential of generating electricity from big machines put out in the ocean. I don't need to be an expert on that. And I'm not. And I'm not going to spend the time to do that. Plus, I've already made up my mind, as you can tell. And it doesn't matter. Because I'm not a scientist. I'm not a legislator. I'm not a judge. Uh, even if I was an attorney, it wouldn't matter if I had a preordained opinion. That's, that's, that's my prerogative. So as a CPA, I can have an opinion about wave machines in the ocean because I'm not doing the books of the Oregon State University. I don't think my calculator has enough zeros in it to handle that kind of tax client anyway, and I, I would turn it down because I don't have a big enough staff. So there. That's how I handle that. Some of you are probably thinking that's he's pretty crabby for being a Christmas week, but yeah, business as usual. Every time I read the news, I get more cynical. So I don't know the exact status of this. I think I'll look it up right now while we're talking. Has anybody heard of... Assembly Bill 2098. And I'm going to look it up right now as I'm talking. Let me see if my... Let me see if my uh, Googling skills are any good, even though I don't use Google, because I'd, I'd like to get more than one viewpoint when I get returned, uh, you know, places to look. If you want one side, just go to Google. Okay, so let me see what I can find. Yeah, 
There's legislature.ca. Let's see where it's at. I'll look at the history. Whoops. Approved by the governor September 30th. Ouch. I don't know if you're going to like this one or not. Have you heard about it? Now, it's been amended. It's been updated. I'm not going to go into the latest version. I don't care. I'm not a doctor. Hopefully you aren't. But because that's not a that's not a great it used to be a very nice sign of prestige. Hey, I'm an MD. But in the last three years, I don't know about you, but I've pretty much that's lost its shine to me for 90 percent of the medical I've been reading about. Okay, so I'm going to read from this article. There may have been a few wording changes between June and September, but I don't really care because I'm just giving you a little read-through. I'm not an attorney, and I don't play one on television. The legislature finds and declares all of the following. The global spread of the SARS-CoV-2 coronavirus, or COVID-19, has claimed the lives of over 5 to 6 million people worldwide, including nearly 75,000 to 90,000 Californians. Data from the federal CDC, I'm not going into this word for word, shows that unvaccinated individuals are at a risk of dying from COVID-19 that is 11 times greater than those who are fully vaccinated. Hmm. I'm not sure that's true. Uh, Three, the safety and efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines have been confirmed through evaluation by the FDA and the vaccines continue to undergo intensive safety monitoring by the CDC. So this article says all three of these statements are demonstrably false. Section 1, the death count figures cited are grossly overestimated by hospitals, failing to distinguish dying from COVID versus dying with COVID, and the financial incentives from the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid services to overestimate COVID deaths. Well, I've talked about that before on Business Buzz, too. I'm going to have to continue this one after the break. Thanks for listening to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hello, this is Samantha Landy, and I bring you Psalms of Hope. Heard here on Life Radio every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon. So do tune in and join me for beautiful music and an encouraging word from the Lord. Psalms of Hope with Samantha Landy, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at noon, here on KKXX. Hi, I'm E.J. Williams. Each year, millions of animals are abandoned, and more than a million are euthanized before they can be rescued. Organizations like American Humane are working to harness the healing power of the human-animal bond, as animals can be trained as life-saving service and therapy dogs to help veterans, the elderly, 
and children with special needs to overcome the obstacles of everyday life. To find out how you can help give animals and the people they help a new leash on life, please visit AmericanHumane.org. What is hope? Hope to me was just that he would get to come home. I had no idea how hard it would be once he got back. I wish she'd stop drinking so much. She thinks it's helping, but it's not. I act like I don't care if he comes to my games, but I hope he does. I hoped he'd get help. He told me to stop asking. I didn't. Then one day he asked for a ride. Hope is knowing there are other families just like yours, that the veterans they love got help and recovered. Go to maketheconnection.net and turn hope into action. Welcome back to Business Buzz. Thanks for joining me. I do appreciate the fact that you spend part of your time listening to my repetitious alternative view business news. This is the business of medicine we're involved in now. I'm going to continue from that article I was talking about before the break. Um, He said all three of these statements that's contained in um, AB... 2098 that was passed at the end of September. Uh, Number two. So the assertion in the bill is data from the federal CDC and prevention shows that unvaccinated individuals are at a risk of dying from COVID-19 that is 11 times greater than those who are fully vaccinated. And it says here, The efficacy of vaccines has declined with time and new variants, so the statistics cited here is no longer true of the vaccines against Omicron. And I'm not a doctor. Don't take this as medical advice. And number three, the the bill says, the safety and efficacy of COVID-19 vaccines have been confirmed through evaluation by the federal FDA, and the vaccines continue to undergo intensive safety monitoring by the CDC. And this article says, the CDC has consistently failed to follow up on serious safety signals, apart from myocarditis, and the post-marketing surveillance data acquired from our Freedom of Information request showed serious safety issues in the first three months of vaccine rollout. Okay, now we'll get to the point of this bill. And you got to think of think of it this way. Why does this why is this bill needed? That's what you need to think about when I'm telling you about it. Why would they need this? And in this article it says if this bill bill passes and it has since then, if this bill passes, any physician who raises these or other inconvenient scientific facts or study findings could be disciplined by the medical board, as the text of the bill explains. It shall constitute unprofessional conduct for a physician and surgeon to disseminate misinformation or disinformation related to COVID-19, including false or misleading information regarding the nature and risks of the virus, its prevention and treatment, and the development, safety, and effectiveness of COVID-19 vaccines. 
Well, I personally know one person who died regretting ever having seen a needle, and that's all I'm going to say. And they are gone. And I guarantee if they could have taken it back, they would never have gone to that, to that pharmacy or wherever they went. Not a doctor, not medical advice, but I have personal, personal knowledge of someone who swears they regretted it. And now they're dead. And they weren't hit by a car. Anyway, I'm not going to dwell on that one. I've got another topic to bring up before, before the end of Business Buzz today. And I'm having too much fun. It's just such a positive, uplifting experience today. I'm, I'm having too much fun here. I can say I'm getting tired of some of this. Hopefully you aren't. But if you are, remember there's always that, you can always touch that dial. That's why I love living in a free country, at least for the time being. So I'm going to bring up a topic now just because I have a few minutes left. It's definitely an interesting topic. I would call it the news of space, space news. It's also budget news, uh, federal budget deficit news. It covers all the gamut of things that are related to money and finance, and it's not gold and it's not silver. I promise. Now, don't hold me to that next week on Business Buzz, but for this week, I promise it's not gold and it's not silver. This is a subject that I actually delivered as a short eight-minute Toastmasters speech one day, and I actually made a few enemies. Well, I wouldn't say I made enemies, but I shocked some of my friends, and I found out that it was a very sensitive, touchy one, touchy subject, that they really hit a nerve with them. I did notice that it was the elderly people who had hit the nerve with worse than the younger ones. And at the time I did this speech, it, I was probably, I was probably in my early 50s, and these people were probably in their 70s. So we're talking elderly, elderly, because now they'd be in their late 80s. As I'm in my mid-60s, we don't go over age on Business Buzz, but I got to be honest, I'm not, I'm not under 60 anymore. So this topic definitely poked a nerve, which made me realize, hey, it must be, a, must be an interesting topic. It's definitely worth bringing up again. If it pokes nerves like that, that's, that's right down my alley. I love poking nerves. I, not literally, not physically. I don't want anybody to go through any pain, physical pain. But I believe mental pain can pay off. I went through mental pain when I first started reading all these things. It was very painful to realize that, just like I was talking about my president's book from um, my mom bought me from American Heritage, it was very painful to learn other things about people you used to worship. Uh, same reason I don't worship musicians anymore. Uh, 
I do really enjoy the music. That's just a weakness I have. But I don't set anyone like that on a pedestal anymore because they're just people. And the more I learn, the less I set pedestals. But this is one that, I, like I say, since I poked a nerve with it, I just feel like it's a great topic. So like I say, if you don't like this topic, you've got your dial there. Just go ahead and dial the dial. The title of this one is called Moon Landing Hoax. And I was looking for a quick, uh, quick summary of this so I didn't have to spend a lot of time reading. Uh, there's plenty of reading you can do on this, plus or minus the other searches you can do. You can look up the word Stanley Kubrick. Uh, and that'll bring you to some of this also. You can look up the word The Shining, which is a movie. It's all related to this, but the reason I like this article that I just printed is that it was called Top 8 Examples Proving the Moon Landing Was a Hoax, and these are the things I've been reading about for years, but this article summarized them pretty well. So I just wanted to go over some bullet points here. So the article starts out, that's one small step for a man, one giant leap for mankind. So said Neil Armstrong on that momentous occasion on July 21st, 1969, when he stepped onto the surface of the moon for the very first time, supposedly. Does anyone else find it strange that decades before the internet, nanotechnology and cloning, NASA was able to build a rocket that can not only land on the moon but live live broadcast the event to 600 million people? Was the moon landing fake? And uh, I remember I was at the San Francisco Giants game that day when the big screen came up with a sign that said, we've landed on the moon and they showed it on the TV and everybody cheered and Boy, were we proud to be Americans that day. So I'm just going to go through a few bullet points. I'll let you sort these out, and I'll let you research on your own, If, which I encourage everybody to do. It's like, duh. The Internet has pretty much everything from both sides for the last 25 years on it. Why not look it up? If you're interested, if not, just, like I say, blow it off and change the station. So number one, the American flag flutters gently in the non-existent breeze. And he says it's an iconic image for the citizens of the United States. Their flag planted on the moon and waving gently in the breeze. Only there is no breeze on the moon, meaning there is no air in the moon's atmosphere, and hence there is no wind whatsoever. This is one of the most obvious mess-ups in the staged moon landing hoax. Of course, NASA tries to get around this by saying it wasn't blowing in the wind. It was just a bit crumpled from being rolled up on the journey. Well, judge for yourself. So anyway, you can look all these videos up. Uh, number two, is there more than one sun? Because those shadows don't match up. So anyway, if you analyze the shadows on the moon things, like the flag and the module and the astronaut, if you, if you analyze the angle of the light, it's not coming from one light source. Uh, enough said about that. 
Now, here's the big one that I've never forgot since I thought about it and read it. I didn't think of it on my own. I should have. I'm, I think I'm so smart. Maybe I'm not. Number three, you're in space. Then where are the stars? On a cloudless evening, you can see an abundance of twinkling stars in the night sky. Surely from the moon, with its lack of clouds and complete absence of artificial light, you should be able to see even more stars with the naked eye. Only you can't. In fact, in all of the photos taken during moon landing, you cannot see a single star, not one. Sure, the photos taken in the 60s weren't amazing quality, but these days... You can capture the stars in a photo taken from your phone, so why shouldn't the high-tech NASA cameras have been able to pick up something? So anyway, look at some of those moon photos from Apollo 11. and I think it was, yeah, it was 11. And uh, answer me, uh, riddle me that. Where are the stars? They say you can see the Earth, so where are the stars? Oh, and then there's number four. Oh, look, it's the same rocks and mountains again and again. They've uh, NASA has marked out the exact locations of the moon landing missions. Oh, and I meant to say that I did a little analysis of the budget of NASA over the last 50 years. And my guess is that we've spent almost a trillion dollars on NASA over the last 50 years. And that was part of my lead-in to why this is on Business Buzz. So when we talk about the great deficit of 30-something billion and growing, NASA can probably contribute to at least uh, 3% of the whole thing. So NASA has marked out the exact locations of the moon landing missions, showing how they, showing how they have explored sites that are miles apart. With that in mind, why do the photos from the Apollo 15 mission show identical backdrops? NASA swears that these photos were taken in different locations, yet the photographic evidence clearly shows the same patterns of gently sloping hills and valleys. It's almost like NASA were just getting sloppy by the time they hit the Apollo 15 mission. Quote, why bother creating new sets? We'll just use the same ones repeatedly. Surely no one will notice. Number five, carved by nature. Why does that rock have a C drawn on it? There's a moon rock which has a perfect letter C printed on it. The perfect symmetry of the letter shows that it is not naturally occurring. Now, it's perfectly credible that a prop used on a film set would be marked with a reference letter. But there is no plausible argument for the C just being naturally weathered into the surface of the rock. But there is no plausible argument. Uh, as a result, NASA came up with a different, though no less implausible, explanation for the rock with the sea. According to them, it's a stray hair. It can't be more ridiculous than this. So I'm going to get through the next three because we're running out of time on Business Buzz. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Uh, number six, fly through a belt of radiation and you should have gotten cooked. Number seven, that's... What's that I can see reflected in your helmet? Uh, and night, uh, not much of an impact. Have you ever seen the photos of the astronauts' footprints embedded in moon dust? The astronauts describe this dust as being similar to talcum powder or wet sand. 
That being the case, why is there no sign of impact where the lunar module landed? You'd think that a rocket ship landing on a big pile of talcum powder would leave some kind of impression in the surface, but according to the moon landing photos, no such evidence exists. Thanks for listening to Business Buzz. I'm Harold Littlejohn, CPA. I will be back next week. Thank you very much for listening, and have a great New Year's. Welcome to 2023. Hopefully it'll be better than the last.